Welcome to our sermon. I am Pastor Nathan Escarga, and I am sure that God will speak to you through his word today. Um, tonight, I, I just, I would like to um, take time uh, to, to pray. And um, oftentimes it's like, oh man, prayer, uh, that's so hard. I'm not sure I can do that. Do you know that one aspect of prayer, if it's difficult, if you're praying with somebody else, did you know that one aspect of prayer is agreement? Did you know that? So one aspect of prayer is agreement. So if you are praying with somebody else, say there's two of you, uh, or, and that person is praying, you agreeing with them is powerful. It says, we're to agree concerning anything that they had asked the Father in my name, that it would be done. So Matthew 18. So this aspect of agreement, oftentimes when someone starts praying, we, I know it's happened to me. I know it doesn't happen to you. But uh, sometimes I, my mind goes in other places. So I, I, I have to focus on what they're praying to agree. I can't agree with a prayer if I'm not listening. So the, the, the thing of agreement in prayer, which is so powerful, is the hearing what they're saying. And as if they're praying according to the word of God or they're praying that you can agree with it, you can even say, yes, Lord. So sometimes one of the things that I say is, is as people are praying, yes, Lord, or amen. Let it be done. Just these these. Uh, vocalization, vocalizations of agreement or even in your mind you're just agreeing yes Lord let it be done or in Jesus name so these are things that, that uh, give uh, agreement so that's powerful as we so you might be not or you may not feel that you can pray but can I just say this if you can talk to somebody else you can talk to God so if you're, if you're able to communicate with somebody else, and all of us here, none of us is mute. And uh, so we, we all have a, uh, the ability to converse and communicate. And so if we can communicate with others, we can communicate with God. And so that we would do that. And so we bring our requests. In Philippians 4, verse 7, it says that we should bring our prayers and our supplications with thanksgiving to the Lord. It says, and the peace of God that passes all understanding will keep our heart and our mind through Christ Jesus. So there's something about bringing our, our prayers and our supplications. Supplications are like, oh my goodness, these things are heavy, weighty things. They're weighing on you. And we can bring them with thanksgiving. I like, I like that what it says with thanksgiving because the Lord is saying, we, we don't even have answers to prayer yet. And already he's saying, start to thank me because I want to do a work that you can't do. And I want to do it on your behalf. So we can begin to thank him as we pray. So thanksgiving is so important as we bring our needs and our requests before the Lord. Um, the other thing that I want to mention before we, we get into uh, the passage tonight and, and I'll give you a focus and directive. And I, one thing that I, we're going to do, and I, I know we do this on a regular basis, that we would uh, gather together to pray and break up into groups. 
And uh, so I'm going to have the varying groups. Uh, you're all going to be praying. Uh, we'll break it down so that we're all sort of praying the same, around the same thing in the group. All right? So even though there might be three or four groups or ho however many groups we have tonight. Uh, but as we have those groups, um, that in each of the groups, you're basically going to be praying the same things or around the same thing. And there might be a different aspect or facet to it that comes to your, uh, to your mind and thinking that you need to pray on. And, and so even though there might be three different groups praying on the same focus, you might be seeing something that one of the other groups doesn't. And even within your group, then that you would begin to agree, that you would be in agreement around those things. So, uh, and sometimes when one person prays, uh, there might be something that's, that the Holy Spirit prompts you or, or reveals to you uh, that hasn't been prayed yet, that you pray as well. That you, you begin to pray. After that person is finished, you begin to pray. And um, just so, because the, the, all three groups won't finish at the same time, uh, when you're, if your group is finished praying, uh, one thing you might want to do, hey, if you want to pray in the Spirit, you can pray in the Spirit. And uh, the thing about praying in the Spirit is that it's, it's very powerful in that the Holy Spirit is unctioning your spirit what to pray, bypassing your mind. So your, your, your mind is unfruitful. Your spirit is praying. And the, one of the coolest things I, I heard, and this was probably about 15 years ago already, um, when they put uh, varying uh, electrodes or sensors on the head, they can see uh, what part of your brain is, is actually, because there's electrical impulses and whatever happening in your brain for different things, depending on what you're doing, for speech, there's an area that is lit up. Right now, there's an area of my brain, believe it or not, that is lit up that, uh, that is because I'm speaking. And there's areas that, that are lit up because you're hearing and you're taking it in and you're, there's processes going on in your brain. Did you know that when you're, you are praying in English, one aspect of your brain is lit up, and that's part of it is the, the, the part of communication and the part where you have to think about what you're saying. But they've noticed that when you're praying in the spirit, there's a different, that part is shut down. You might be, there's a speech, speech that's coming out, language uh, that has not been learned by you, but that is, is there. And the amazing thing is that the Holy Spirit is then uh, letting your spirit know what to pray, and you are praying to God mysteries to you, but not mysteries to him. So it bypasses your understanding. Paul, if you read 1 Corinthians chapter 14, uh, a very misunderstood uh, chapter, but if you read through it, it talks about this thing that our mind, we can pray with understanding, and we can pray with un, uh, in the spirit. So in that verse, I think it's around verse 15, about in the middle of the, of the chapter, it talks about this. So if you finish and you're a little bit ahead or whatever, and, and if you want to just talk amongst yourself, great, or if you want to pray in the spirit, if you, even in, within your own group, just you can pray quietly or uh, just on your own, you can pray in the spirit. 
uh, regarding uh, that particular uh, topic. Uh, one last thing I want to say about prayer. Um, that's one, one of the reasons that I, tr that I pray consistently. When we pray, we need to recognize um, that the weapons that we use are not carnal. They're not made of man. They're not of man, but they're mighty through God. So 2 Corinthians 10, 4 and 5, it talks about uh, the, these weapons that we use are mighty through God. It talks about the, the pulling down of strongholds that strongholds that have been raised up can be pulled down. And so whether it's strongholds, when it comes to strongholds in other people's lives, you say, man, they're so caught up. Today I had a conversation with somebody. It was a, it was a, an unf There's a, it was a negative situation by far. And they were concerned about another individual that is an extreme situation, and there are strongholds in this person that's that's struggling, and they're, they they once were a believer but have mo moved far from the Lord, like they're doing their own thing at this point. And the enemy has put strongholds in their lives that are nasty, that that control. They're controlling, and they're they're consuming, and they're leading off track. Well, we have the authority. In Jesus' name, to to pull down strongholds in people's lives, so you they don't even need to know that you're praying for them. And tonight, as we pray, that might be the thing that comes up as we pray that there would be uh, uh, this spiritual warfare that goes on. That we, as we pray, and maybe we it'll be put on your heart to pray for for the lost or for someone you know. Uh, and as, as you pray that you, the stronghold in their life can be uh, torn down, can be, yeah, torn down. Just think of like a fortress within their life, a negative fortress that's controlling and consuming. And the, the enemy is just using whatever it may be to, to uh, cause detriment uh, and demise in, in, in a person's life. In Jesus' name, we come against that stronghold and we tear it down in Jesus' name. It talks about high things, high places. The high, high places in the Old Testament were places of worship, things that were worshipped and actually were beautiful. They were beautiful places. And they were pretty, there were things there that were not very beautiful and that were actually rather evil and wicked but they were raised up. And so the things that are raised up in a person's life that is not, they might see it as being very beautiful and, and valuable to them, but is very detrimental in their life. You can pull those things down. You can cast them down. So casting down high things and, and arguments, imaginations, things of the mind, we can cast them down. Things of arguments that people say, you, you talk to them about the Lord or whatever, and they have an argument. Well, you can cast them down in Jesus' name. And it talks about every thought that is not in obedience to Christ, that would, they would be taken captive. Taking captive every thought that doesn't line up with Christ. Well, the unbeliever, 
and or the the loved one or the f friend the the relative the neighbor that you're praying for oftentimes their thoughts don't line up or pretty well always their thoughts are not lining up with of what God would have for them and so you can take those thoughts captive in Jesus name so prayer is a powerful thing and that's tonight as we do it so um, maybe we can put up on the screen uh, these passages I'm going to read all through all of them uh, or from verses 1 to 6 Ephesians 4 verse 1 to 6 and this is regarding this weekend we let me just give a little bit of direct direction now. We are praying for this weekend, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. So the, the women coming together on the Friday, the families and the open service on, uh, and, and the, the games, activities, and the service happening on the Saturday, the service happening on the Sunday between our church and the other church, and whoever wants to come uh, that's, that would like to be there, they're welcome to be there. It's an open service. And then again for the Friday night or the Monday night with the men. So this revive weekend, that we would, there would be a reviving, a coming to life, uh, not just of those that are there, but that there would be this coming to life across the Niagara region. And um, so I'm going to read this passage. It's, it's around being one. And you'll see once I, as we begin to read, uh, as I read through it, you'll hear the word one again and again and again, to be one. And part of it is unity. Part of it is being the, 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 the numerical value of one, the fact that there is just one. And then also, uh, yeah, this, this aspect of being together and, and to be in unity, he heading in the right direction, to be together in relationship. And you will see as we read here. So I'm going to read through uh, the, the six verses, and then uh, what we'll do is we're going to uh, break up into groups, and, and then we'll just go through section by section, and uh, we have about, I don't know, 40, 45 minutes or so, uh, and we'll get through uh, this. Um, the other aspect, can, may I just share this as well? Um, to be one with the Lord, to be one body. We are one body. As believers, we are members within the body. The moment you gave your life to Jesus, you became a member in the body of Christ. He is the head, and we are, we make up the body. And so the head, Jesus being the head, is the one that will give instruction and direction and the spirit, there's life within us because we uh, are attached to the body. We're attached to, to Jesus Christ. We are one. We need to be one with him. The enemy will do whatever he can to separate you from the body, from other believers, uh, and ultimately from the Lord. And I often see that when people are separated from the body, it doesn't take too long before they start moving further and further from the Lord. So we want to pray tonight. We're praying for this weekend, but we're praying, Lord, let there be a powerful move that would take place. And um, so um, that we would uh, realize <coughs> uh, there, there's a lot, much that can happen as we are one.
and, and let me just expand on this as I read. So Ephesians 4, verse 1, it says, I therefore, that's Paul speaking, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech you. He's grabbing a hold of us, and he's, he's saying, this is important. Listen, please, you got to listen. That's what beseeching means, right? Be like shaking somebody and saying, hey, wake up, listen. I beseech you to walk worthy of the calling with which you were called. It goes on to say in verse 2, it says, with all lowliness and gentleness. So we're talking about humility, and this lowliness is of humility, of gentleness, long-suffering. Another word for long-suffering is patient, with patience, bearing with one another in love. So there's, there's this aspect of humility, gentleness, patience, love, is how we should be walking in our lives daily, to walk worthy of the calling with which, we're, which uh, you were called. Endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit and the bond of peace. So the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit is attempting to bring us together in unity. The enemy is attempting to separate and to divide. So it says, endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. And so where there is strife and division and, and disunity, uh, there is not a peace. There's no relationship or there's very little relationship. Or if there is relationship, it's, it's, there's a struggle. But the Holy Spirit desires for us to stay in within unity and to be in unity as the body of Christ. Regardless of our background, regardless of where we've come from, regardless of race and ethnicity, uh, culture, all these different things, regardless of the past or where we're at, we can be together in unity by the Spirit, the Spirit of God, and in the bond. We're, we're tied together. We're connected by peace or in peace. There is now, now start listening here with the times, seven times it's mentioned one, the word one. There is one body, so there might be many different churches, but those that are believers, there's only one body, which extends around this globe. So one body, one spirit, one Holy Spirit, just as you were called in one hope of your calling. One Lord, one faith, one baptism. Now, already we've, we've heard mention when it comes to the Godhead, we'd heard, we've heard of the Spirit, one Spirit, one Lord, Jesus Christ. It says one faith, one baptism. Then it says one God and Father of all. So, Together, the three are one God and the Father of all. So we have the Trinity mentioned here, the Spirit, Jesus Christ, the Lord, and thirdly, the Father of all, who is above all and through all and in you all as being part of the body of, of Christ, who is above all and through all and in you all. Praise God for God to be in us uh, and that we are there's a work being done on us and through us uh, that is beyond us so um, 
before we break up into groups, I just want to go back to the first verse. I have one, one or two other verses to say with it, and then we will uh, break up into groups. And um, I don't know how many we have up on top, but uh, there's not enough. If there's enough of you up on top to form a group, if you can do that. And for those that are online uh, or would catch this uh, down the road, uh, this prayer is not just for this weekend, but it can be for us as the body of Christ moving forward. So uh, take this time to go through these verses, verse by verse, and uh, to pray on these things, even if it's at a later date than uh, you're catching this, whether it's a day or two later or a week or a month or a year later, uh, that this prayer, that you would pray this prayer. And uh, so just... Um, we'll just stay online for a few more minutes before we break up into these uh, groups here. So it, it talks about to, to walk worthy of the calling with which you were called. In Romans 8, 28, it says, And we know that all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose. So every single thing that you may go through will work out for your good if you do two things. One, Love God. So part of that is keeping his commandments. And secondly, to, uh, to those who are called according to his purpose. So the second part is submitting to the lordship of Jesus Christ. So if you love the Lord with all your heart, you're going to keep his commandments. You're going to say, Lord, I'm going to do whatever I can to keep your commandments. And secondly, uh, I submit to your purpose in my life. Jesus be Lord in my life. So those two things, if you do those two things, Every single situation will work out for your good. And we're talking especially the negative ones, all right? They'll work out for good because that's what the Word of God says. To those who love God, to those who are called according to His purpose, for whom He foreknew, He also predestined to be conformed to the image of His God, that He might be the firstborn among many brethren. And in verse 30, it says, Moreover, whom He predestined, those, these he also called. And whom he called, these he also justified. And whom he justified, these he also glorified. So even as we are, as we hear the gospel, we, we do have choice. But even as we are called and we grab a hold of the gospel, there's what happens then, we, be, we are justified. We are made right before God. And those that he justifies he also glorifies and so there's a lifting up there's a change as we are lifted up today as i was talking to this uh individual um this individual was saying you know what since i started i started to make things right before the lord and one of the things was getting their life right with god and then there was another step it's he says it's amazing how there are things that that i i know that need to change they i know they're not right and so I'm starting to make those changes. It's just on me. I got I to gotta get things cleared up and made right. And I, can f I, I sense, basically he was saying, without saying it, he was saying the Holy Spirit is, is telling me to make changes in my life. Things that I need to get rid of, I need to get rid of. The things that need to start happening in my life and in our family needs to start happening. I just say, thank you, Lord, for the power of your spirit to, to start to raise somebody up. To, that they're glorified, they become more like Jesus. In Ephesians 2, verse 10, 
Now, talking about walking worthy, the Lord has called us, and he wants us to walk worthy of, of the calling. So he has called us, and he's justified us, and he, he's glorifying us that we, we will be glorified. And it says in Ephesians 2, verse 10, it says, For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Let me read it again. For we are his workmanship. He's making a work on, of us. Created in Christ Jesus for good works. Created in Christ Jesus for good works. To do, works means the things that we do. Things we say, things we think. Those are all things that we, are, are our works. That they would be good works, good actions. <coughs> good thoughts, good emotions which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. The things that God has for us, he wants to fulfill in our life. And so, I, Lord, let that take place. So, um, what I want you to do, and I, I don't know, maybe we can break up into larger groups at this point. Uh, but if we can break up into uh, maybe we'll have one group upstairs, and, uh, or if, you, if anybody wants to come downstairs, you're welcome. And down here, we're going to break up into, uh, let's break up into three groups, if we could, all right? So if you can form, even if you want to uh, uh, move around, you're going to have to move. Uh, just just find a group that you want to be a part of. So we got one in, on this side over here, and uh, over here or over here. I don't know if you want to uh, just shift around. So we're going to start with the first one, the first point is, Lord, let us walk worthy. Let us walk worthy of what you would have us. Um, you've called us that we would walk worthy of the calling. Not, not, that, not like I said the other day. I, I, was, I said, hey, there's a new term. I didn't know this. <coughs> quietly quitting or quitting quietly. Uh, one of those two terms. Basically, it's, I do the bare minimum. I come to work, I show up to work, but I do the bare minimum. And so the Lord is saying, that's not what I want to have happening. Uh, for us to walk worthily is not to do the bare minimum. It's like, Lord, let me do what you have created me to do. So this weekend, part of it is whether it's whatever it may be, cutting grass, getting and setting up the tent and pulling it back down again, setting up chairs, tables, all those different things, the, the, those the speakers, the worship leaders. So we can pray for this weekend, but we can pray even beyond this weekend. So as the Lord leads in your heart. So the main topic and focus is walking worthy of the calling of which we, he has called us. If you are saved, you're a child of God tonight, he's called you. Lord, what is it that you would want me to do? That's what we're praying for this weekend. Lord, all the things that need to be done, let them be done. But Lord, what do you want to have done in my life? All right? So, all right. And uh, so we have more than three groups. We have like uh, four down here and probably one up there. So if you can start, and if I hear that uh, the groups are finished, uh, we will go on to the next point, okay? Thank you. God bless you. Thanks for joining us for the sermon. We really hope that God spoke to your life. You can find more of the Word of God by watching our service live stream and listening to our podcast on our website, lighthouseniagara.com.